This is Film Podcast. Film Podcast. Film Podcast. The official podcast of Film Book. Get ready for the latest in film news, TV show news, and theatrical reviews. Film Book's podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Bookcast, the official podcast of Film Book. My name is Chris Banks. If you're tuning in for the first time, what I do on Film Bookcast, I discuss the latest film and TV show news. I also review an in-theater film sometimes. You can find more about Film Bookcast on film-book.com by using the search term Film Bookcast. You can also email us at podcast at film-book.com with Film Bookcast in the subject line. Let's jump right into it this week. This week in film news, as production continues on Ballerina, Lionsgate announced this week that another John Wick alum has signed on to join the Anna de Armas-led action spinoff. Lance Reddick will be reprising his his role as Sharon, the reliable concierge at the Continental Hotel. Ballerina will focus on a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her father. We'll keep up with news about Ballerina, but exciting news of fans of Sharon. Another piece of film news that came out this week, Vince Vaughn gave us a little window into if we'll ever see a second Dodgeball movie. Apparently, him and Ben want to do it. It's just that it needs to be an original idea, and Vince Vaughn was an executive producer on A Christmas Story Christmas, which is a sequel to the 1981 classic A Christmas Story. And Vaughn said to The Hollywood Reporter that it needs to be a nice continuation and a story that could stand on its own. I think for all of us, if it feels right and it's funny, it'll be something to go back and do. But if it's not, if it's just another idea of getting kicked around, then why do it? I was a massive fan of Dodgeball and Wedding Crashers and all the early to mid 2000 comedies that Vince Vaughn was in, so very hopeful that we'll see a second dodgeball, but I'm not going to hold my breath on it. That's it for film news for this. This week in TV news, some exciting news for fans of Saints of Newark star Michael Gandolfini, as Marvel Studios has apparently tapped him for a long-awaited Disney Plus series, Daredevil Born Again. He's expected to portray a character, Liam, who's an, amb- who's an ambitious man from Staten Island. Daredevil Born Again is described as an 18-episode revival of the original Netflix series, which ran for three seasons. It'll feature a return of leading stars Charlie Cox and Vincent Matt Corman and Chris Ord wrote Daredevil Born Again. It'll debut on Disney Plus in the spring of... Some more TV news, according to Deadline this week, BAFTA nominee Andrea Riseborough has been tapped to join Oscar winner Kate Winslet in the HBO forthcoming limited drama The Palace. In HBO's forthcoming limited series The Palace, Riseborough was set to portray the role of palace manager who's the right-hand woman to Winslet's character. The Palace, is t- the palace tells the story one year with the the walls of the palace of an authoritarian regime as it begins to unravel. Exciting news for fans of Andrea Riseborough and Kate Winslet. Wrapping up this week in TV news, Netflix announced this week that production on the upcoming second season of Heartstopper has finally been completed. They shared a new photo of leading stars Joe Locke and Kit Connor with series creator and award-winning author Alice Osman. The highly anticipated return currently has no release date attached to it. Heartstopper is based on Alice Osman's graphic novel of the same name. Written and created by Osman, the series the series is described as a celebration of queer love, friendship, and joy. We'll keep up with news about season two. There's no release date yet. That's it for TV news from this week. <clears throat> 
This week in international movie news, Ashke Kumar brought more Bollywood star power to the Red Sea International Film Festival this week. The in-demand actor and producer sat down with Deadline when he revealed his long-awaited series with Amazon will commence shooting next year. Kumar kept details of the project under wraps, but told Deadline that the script was finished, that the script was finished, and that it's more of a science fiction side of things, a lot of action. He's known for hit Indian titles such as Toilet, Padman, and Airlift. He's also working on a film about sex education, a topic he feels important to him. He said, I like doing social films, which can make a difference, especially in my country and in anybody's life. Another piece of international movie news. Over the course of 144 minutes, Philip Jung's true crime drama, Where the Winds Blow, covers an awful lot of ground. It's in the style of Once Upon a Time in New York, and it pairs Asian superstar actors in a story spanning several decades of police corruption in Hong Kong during its time as a British colony. And now, with this film up for Oscar contention, the director spoke to Deadline and offered praise for both the film, the film's reception and the recognition from the Academy. Exciting news for fans of Where the Winds Blow. The last bit of international movie news we'll talk about this week, a film out of Taiwan titled Goddamn Ashura was crafted by constantly having a conversation about who's right and who's wrong. The director sat down with Deadline this week and talked about, although the killer and his story are fictional, the story has roots in recent events in Taiwan. So the, the director was describing how Goddamned Ashura was created by really asking questions about who's right and who's wrong and all these social events that keep popping up across our world. Fascinating perspective from the director of Goddamned Ashura. That's it for international movie news from this week. Now let's check out some at-home releases from this week. Amsterdam is now available on DVD. A family of four lives in an apartment with no wife and only three children. The father, Felix, is the only one who knows that he has siblings living in America with their mother. When one day while playing cards with his two nephews, they're all dealt the same card on which it's written the big secret. <clears throat> Suddenly realizing that they have a bingo number as well as winning the game, Felix invites them to come visit him for the weekend. Once the children arrive, Felix then reveals the secret. They all decide to go and journey there to find her. Amsterdam is now available on DVD. Clerks 3 is now available on DVD. After Randall Graves has a heart attack, he believes that he should make a movie about his start at the quick shop, groceries, and convenience store, and that everything has happened in and around those years. He turns to his friend Dante, Elias, Becky, and even Jay and Silent Bob to help him. His only hope is that he can pull it off without a hitch. Yet, given all the strange things that occur out of the blue at the quick shop, and the actions of others, anything might happen before he finishes the final scene. Clerks 3 is now available on DVD. Ashgrove is now available on DVD. For Dr. Jennifer Ashgrove, a personal problem, a personal problem spirals into something that is so intense it may affect the history of human beings on the planet. As one of the most important scientists in the world, she becomes heavily involved when an extraordinary when an extraordinary emergency threatens the water supply everywhere. When traveling out of the country to try and get some solitude and even some answers, she attempts to solve the most pressing problem ever encountered by humans while also battling to save her marriage. Ashgrove is now available on DVD. That's it for at-home releases from this week. Now let's switch up gears and check out some film trailers from this week. Bleecker Street gave us a really a hilarious trailer starring Tony Collette and Monica Bellucci. The film title is Mafia Mama. It's a hilarious action-packed comedy about a suburban American woman who inherits her grandmother's who inherits her grandfather's mafia empire. Guided by the firm's trusted consigliere, defies everyone's expectations, including her own, as the new head of the family business. From Bleecker Street, check out the trailer from Mafia Mama. There's no word yet on when it'll come out, but it's coming out soon.
Another film trailer that debuted this week came from Marvel, and it debuted during the Comic-Con Experience 2022, the official Volume 3 trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy was released. In Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are looking a bit different these days. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own, a mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Check out the trailer for Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll debut in theater. Theaters, May 5th. The last movie trailer we'll check out this week is Indiana Jones. Set to be released in June, set to be released next year on June 30th, Indiana Jones 5 will be produced by Kathleen Kennedy, original franchise director Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, and Simon Emanuel. John Williams is returning to score the film. In the trailer, Harrison Ford shows us that he hasn't lost a step at all. The official name is called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Check out the trailer, it spans nearly two minutes. It's being directed by James Mangold, and it was written by Jez and John Henry Butterworth. Check out the trailer for Indiana Jones 5. We'll see it in theaters next year june 30th that's it for movie trailers from this week let's switch up gears and check out some tv trailers from this week the boys official spin-off trailer for gen z debuted this week welcome to goldkin university a safe space for you to thrive premiering in the spring of 2023 check out the trailer for gen z it gives me a little bit of doom patrol vibes but it looks really good there's no official release date yet but we'll keep up with news about it check out the trailer for the official <clears throat> check out the official first look trailer for gen v it'll debut on amazon prime in 2023 another really anticipated series that debuted its trailer this week is the last of us the playstation classic that's being reinvented for hbo max check out the trailer from the emmy award-winning creator of chernobyl the last of us debuts the last of us debuts on hbo max january 15th rounding out this week in hotly anticipated tv trailers netflix gave us the newest trailer for the witcher blood origin taking place in 11 taking place in the elven golden era 1200 years before the time of Geralt, yennefer and siri the witcher blood origin tells the story of seven strangers who join together to fight an unstoppable empire though they hail from warning though they hail from warring clans eel and fjall must learn to trust one another if they have any hope of leading this band of outcasts on their quest to topple the continent's oppressors but when gateways to other worlds are opened and power hungry sage unleashes a new weapon the seven realize they must create a monster in order to to defeat one it's a four-part prequel series that'll debut on netflix on christmas day check out the trailer for the witcher blood origin that's it for tv trailers from this week all right time for this week's movie review for this week's movie review we're talking about we're checking out the stranger directed by thomas wright it's written by thomas wright it stars joel egerton sean harris a friendship forms between two strangers for Henry Teague, worn down by a lifetime of physical labor, this is a dream come true. His new friend Mark becomes his savior and ally. However, neither however, neither is who they appear to be. Each carries secrets that threaten to ruin them. And in the background, one of the nation's largest police operations is closing in. Joel Egerton plays an undercover cop. His name is Mark. And Sean Harris plays a character, Henry. And the film, it's an Australian film. And for a good 30, 40 minutes, I had no idea what was going on. But it was it was a, a good thing because it's kind of like a crime. It's not it's loosely based on a true story. All the characters in The Stranger bear fictional names, including the victim, who is only referred to and not the crime is not actually depicted in the film. But the film is based on a decades-long police investigation into one of Australia's most monstrous crimes into one of Australia's most monstrous crimes. 
It's a 2003 abduction and murder of a 13-year-old Queensland schoolboy, and his name was Daniel McCorb. His name was Daniel Morecambe. The parents of the victim actually called on audiences to boycott the film, but the director, Thomas Wright, was very forthright in telling audiences that he never really took on the story to actually depict the, the victim's perspective or the crime itself. He just wanted to tell a story loosely based on this horrific incident. And the director really admitted that he was too scared to take on the subject matter for a while. He said, the more I sat with it, the more I read it, it began to reveal itself as a film not about violence at all. Uh, clearly, the reason for the film is an unnameable act of violence that embodies the worst of what human animals are capable of, but that is not the subject of the film. And Wright is right when he says that he doesn't really focus on the crime in The Stranger. It's really about this web of lies, um, the effect that those lies have on the lives of undercover cops. You know, Egerton plays this undercover detective, Mark, so well. And he portrays the emotional weight that years of undercover work, you know, put on a human body. And he's quietly imploding under the weight of that lifetime of work and empathy for this character, Mark, who is really a weirdo. I mean, he, <clears throat> he looks weird. He does weird things. He talks about weird things. And he does this overt sexual act in the middle of the film that really gives you a window into his weirdness. But Mark is, is developing empathy for this character. That's what's the fascinating aspect of The Stranger is really the connective tissue between the characters because you have a detective and a criminal really becoming friends but not in there's always a line that mark keeps with henry but the years of undercover work the trauma the paranoia have definitely emotionally paralyzed mark because police really have to endure the worst of humanity and that's really what a movie like the stranger depicts is we're all people, but under the surface, there could be monsters that lie beneath us. Henry is an example of what a monster is, really. Wright had an interesting perspective on the film. He said that the social contract between Mark and society is really eroded. You know, he sees society held together by thin, very thin fibers, you know, separating us from the, from the, from the violence that's out there everywhere. And I think cops can relate to that no matter what line of work that they're in because the the stuff that they see and have to deal with and really just endure is really disturbing. And The Stranger gives you a good window into what that could be. Australia kind of... I kind of respect how Australia... The Australia's criminal justice system is formed, you know, in the, in the, in the homage of ours. But they do things a lot tighter in Australia. You know, the, the film kind of follows law enforcement as it reverse engineers a case against this criminal. It's not really something you see happen in the American justice system as detailed or as deliberate, I should say, as it's painted in the Australian system. But I think we have a lot to learn from. Um, especially there's a scene where the detectives are presenting their case to a body of, I'm assuming, senior uh, law enforcement officers who are deciding whether to charge or not charge. That's not something done here either. But you can see how 
healthy that is because you have to present logical evidence-based arguments and you have and you you the whole point of the senior apparatus is to push back on those arguments you know to fi- to poke holes to find errors you know that's what we should be doing here in a lot of different not only in law enforcement but public policy and it's just an interesting aspect of the stranger the stranger is a very mysterious film you know there's a lot going on here there's a horrific murder there's a horrific human there's a damaged cop there's the interconnection between them the similarities between them the intrigue between them i would say it's very good very well done egerton does an amazing job sean harris does an amazing job and right it's a very very well done film i would give the stranger at least a seven and a half eight out of ten it's a very well done film it's not that long and it's well well worth your time and i hope you like the stranger as much as i did thanks so much for checking us out this week Thanks so much for checking us out this week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Bookcast. You can find more of my work on film-book.com. Just search for Chris Banks or Film Bookcast. You can also find me on Twitter at cbanksy, S-E-E Banksy. I'm also on Instagram at the Chris Banks. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you're listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Film book podcast please like our video subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment in the comment section it really helps people discover our podcast please also consider becoming one of our patrons on patreon.com slash your support helps us create more engaging content you'll find our patreon link below in the description if you want to tweet about this podcast just use the hashtag film tune in next week for the next episode of the film bookcast. thanks for listening everyone we'll see you then